This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound Barkcast deals with just about everything dog related. Dog obedience, training, health, owning a dog, dog behaviour and care and nutrition. Each week your questions will be answered by professional senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell, a professional member of the IACP, a registered evaluator with the American Kennel Club and has trained thousands of dogs across a variety of disciplines. Hi Russell, how's your week been? It's been good, it's been busy. We've had a lot of messages and emails come in asking of various different questions, but one of the common themes that a lot of people are asking is about when you should have your dog on the leash, when you should take the dog off the leash, and basically just kind of leash management. Right. Okay. So can you give us some kind of top tips on leash management? I certainly can. And it's, it is quite a big topic. It's quite an important topic. Uh, I get asked it a lot. Um, and I understand it from people, whether it's a, a puppy or, or an older dog even. People want their dogs to be off leash, having a run, expressing themselves and, and burning off all of that, en- that energy. I do get it. For me, the, to answer the, the direct question when is a good time for me to let my dog off the leash? If you can't recall your dog back to you, regardless of situations, if you're at the beach, the reservoir, wherever you happen to be, if your dog's running around and you're not able to call them back to you, then they technically really should not be off the leash. All right? Can I just... So 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 you're basically just saying there that um, if... If your dog is not obedient, they should not be off the leash. Correct. And we're obviously going to peel back the layers and get into the why of that. But that's my start point. So the, the caveat is obviously, well, you know, I, and there are people that they really don't care if their dogs are trained or not. I respect that. They really just want their dog to have a run around. That's fine. That's their dog. That's their choice. Um, but there are consequences to that. And that's, that's the important part. So... If you happen to be somewhere, your dog's off having a run around and there's no one else around, then all right, fine, you know, crack on, you know, good luck to you. Um, but if you're down the beach, when we're allowed to go to the beaches and it's, it's busy and there's lots of people and stuff like that, or, or anywhere else, and there's other people involved and other dogs particularly, that's when it starts to become a bit more dicey. There's two key terms here. One is social and one is friendly. And these are two very separate concepts. And one of the worst things I hear when I'm out walking my dogs is when I see a dog charging towards me down, down the road. I know what's coming. It's the big, flappy, friendly golden retriever. And there's an owner way behind them saying, it's okay, it's okay, he's really friendly. Which is code for, I have no control over my dog and I couldn't call him back even if I wanted to. So if you fast forward that, what happens, and they might be right, their dog might be the friendliest dog in the world, but they come charging up, and you've met my dog, Sassy, the dog jumps all over her, I know how she's going to respond, and it's going to be, excuse me, get the off of me, okay? She's very social, she's happy to engage with lots of people, and lots of other dogs, but she doesn't want to play with them. So people have a hard time thinking about this in dog terms, well surely all dogs want to play with each other. No, in the same way that all people don't necessarily want to play with each other. 
So if you think about it, and I use this a lot when I talk to people, think about that, that drunk guy in the bar. Okay? There's a couple of girls having a night out, having a quiet little chat, a glass of wine amongst themselves, and that, the drunk guy comes over, right, darling, how you doing? And it's, he's being friendly, but he's not being particularly social. Okay? And you could further fast forward that. It might take one of his friends to come along and drag him away, i.e. the leash, and say, look, sorry, girls, we'll, we'll remove this situation. So, A, your dog might be the friendliest dog, but it just might not be very social. And I've had instances with clients before to say, oh, I was walking my dog, and my dog's friendly, it's not aggressive, it would never hurt another dog, and this other dog was aggressive and bit it. And, all right, I wasn't there to witness it, so can't say for sure, but I'm fairly confident to like 95% plus. It was their dog's fault, because their dog, A, wasn't social, was just running amok and just got itself into a situation that could have been handled better had the owner just had it on a leash. So are there different leashes for different purposes? So you see a lot of... Now, my question being is a lot of people have one of these retractable leashes. Um, Are are, are they good? Is a longer leash better? Is a shorter leash better? What kind of leash should I have for my particular dog? Okay. Um, To start with, the retractable leashes are the worst things ever. Okay, the best thing you can do with a retractable leash is extend it all the way and then cut the box off. So you've now got a 10, 15 foot long line. The problem with the retractable leashes is I understand the the, the benefit. It means, yeah, my dog can go further away, but I've still got control. But there's always tension on the line. All right, so it's always tense. So obviously, the closer you get it, it wheels itself back in and out. I know you can lock them and, and all of that, but as a general rule, they're always in retractable state. So there's always tension, and that tension goes straight into the dog. The other thing that tends to happen with people when they've got their dog on a leash and they see another dog is they maintain that tension. And we sort of try to eke our dogs slowly closer and closer together. So if you try and visualize that, you've got these two dogs straining at the end of the leash to try and march to this other dog. So the whole body posture is very forward. The chest is out, it's strutting forward. It's a very dominant, very aggressive, very antisocial posture. And it doesn't really allow them any wiggle room because they're so constricted. So the, the key for having the leash is, is twofold. One is it helps your dog a, not to go running off and get itself into trouble somewhere else. Um, and equally, used correctly, you can help to sort of release that tension in the leash as well. In terms of whether it's a, a long one, a short one, uh, a retractable one, well, obviously, the retractable I would get rid of, but whether you're using a long line or a, you know, a standard leash, whatever, it doesn't re- the length of it doesn't matter. It's just about using, using it correctly and just having zero tension on it. And just one more final question before we, we finish this topic. Um, is the, the leash better to be connected to the neck on a collar or a harness? a harness, because you see a lot of people yep. using harnesses and some people using the neck collar. Which one is, is better for the, for the use of a leash? So as a general rule, I would always err on the side of using a neck collar. Um, if you can control the neck and the head, you've got much more control of the dog. Um, if you're using a harness, all that, um, the point of pressure is then straight on the back and it's on the chest and the shoulders. So the dogs are going to march into that. So a lot of problems with dogs that A, pull on the leash generally have been started from the fact that they're on the harness. And A, because they're on the harness, we're now no longer concerned that the dog's going to quote-unquote choke themselves. 
And a lot of people switch from a collar to a harness because, oh, the dog was choking itself. So they put it on the harness. They don't mind that it pulls. And the dog just learns, well, to go for a walk, I have to pull. There are circumstances where harnesses are more beneficial, particularly if you've got a dog um, with any spinal or neck injuries um, and what have you. So, you know, absolutely. There are different harness designs that you can get. Some are more front clips. But as a general rule for the majority of dogs that I come across, I would definitely switch from using a harness to a, a different type of collar. Cool. So, so bottom line, what we've learned here is if your dog is not able to come back, if you call it, then you should always keep your dog on the leash, unless you're in an open field with nobody around, of course. But even then, there might be, you know, you never know your dog You never know what's going to come across, especially with a, a street dog or a beach dog and what have you. We've all been caught out by those. And the simple thing to bear in mind is... Um, just because your dog is friendly and you want it to go and play with other dogs, it doesn't mean that my dog is friendly and wants to play with other dogs. So if your dog comes charging over and my dog is calmly with me, walking with me, maybe even on a leash, and my dog bites your dog because your dog just jumped all over and wanted to play, are you, you're going to sit there and blame me. Oh, your dog's aggressive and just bit my dog. No. My dog was defending itself. My dog was saying, hey, don't back away. A bit like the drunk guy in the bar with the two women. If he doesn't remove himself or have friends remove him, and he starts being, oh, girls, what's wrong with you? You don't want a bit of this, do you? Well, how are they going to respond to that? Are they going to start with, you know, sorry, mate, we're just having a quiet chat amongst friends. Well, what if that doesn't work? What's their next step? Maybe to be a bit more vocal, a bit louder, to try and gain support from people around them. Maybe it's a bit more physical to throw a drink or to slap. It works exactly the same way with other dogs. And if the other dog, your dog, the super friendly one, isn't reading the signals correctly, then that's where the problems are going to occur. And it's your fault for allowing that to happen, not the other dog for just trying to say, hey, I just want my space. Cool. Bottom line, keep your dog on the leash, I think. And if you want some help with that in terms of trying to get them to come back, that's what we're here for. Absolutely. Russell, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jay. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.